What is up, everybody? Sean Sheehan back here for another edition of the Sheehan Show. And I am joined today by the number four ranked women's uh, featherweight in Bellator, Leah McCourt, before her massive People's Main event against Sinead Kavanagh at, uh, at Bellator Dublin. Uh, BJJ Black Belt as well, Leah, since the last time I spoke to you. Congratulations on that. How are you today? Thank you. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Now, I suppose, look, this, as I said there, the People's Men event, everyone's looking forward to this fight, I think, more than any of the other fight, even arguably the, the, the championship fight in the main event. Now, before we get into all of that, surely, surely this is the time Stormzy comes over to Dublin, walks you no. out. Surely, it has to be. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, I, Sean, I was pretty sure you said that you would work on that as well. Like, I'm working on it behind the scenes. So I know when I fight for the title in Belfast, I heal 100% be there. <laughs> uh, yeah, he asked that. We, everyone needs, if they're watching this video, tag stars. I don't think he's on Twitter, yeah. actually. That's the only thing. Do you know, uh, do you know what? I, I was told he was meant to be a bell to London. He had, like, reserved tickets. And I was like, he, and he didn't show up. I was like, oh, it could have been my chance. It would have been perfect. Pull him, pull him in the post line interview and get him in there. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, but, yeah, one, one day, one day, I'm sure. Um, it, it's funny, so just, uh, we're, you know, we were kind of talking about that and talking about maybe getting the, the, the uh, you know, people to walk you in and all this. We, you put out the other day that you had no manager. And I think a lot of people maybe were kind of maybe not shocked per se but also like well he has done pretty well in your career you're always always doing stuff with the bbc and obviously you're working with you know as a fighter with bellator but also you know in the in the in the commentary box or in the uh, analysis desk for you yourself not having a manager and still achieving everything how, like how proud are you of that first of all and what does that show to other people about like the necessity for managers in mma um yeah i suppose when I look back, I definitely am proud because I've had to make a lot of decisions, like the right decisions at the right time in my career. Um, and I've had great opportunities, I think, you know, through, you know, working with the BBC, working with Bellator and, and getting that opportunity to um, present, you know, during the pandemic, obviously I had major shoulder surgery and couldn't fight. So I was kind of like, if you need me to do anything, let me know. And they said, right, you have to do like 12 hours of live TV. So that was crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I suppose if, I think, I do understand why some people may need managers, but I think a lot of people are, are more than capable of looking after their own creation themselves as well. It's a kind of one of those things where, especially on the way up, maybe like if, you know, obviously you're at a, at a higher level now, so maybe, maybe it's a little bit different, but on the way up, like... It, it's it's not easy, I'm sure, to get fights and stuff. But if you're in a, a big gym in in Ireland or in in the UK and stuff, you're going to get on Bellator or Cage Warriors or something like that. And it's more important maybe to get the fights and that and do the rest yourself and get interviews yourself and things like that. Yeah. Is is, is that kind of the way you saw it as well? Well, especially you know as a female, <clears throat> and and we couldn't really get a lot of fights, and we were coming up an amateur, and we were re I was really fortunate to be in like the first kind of IMAF tournaments that the Europeans in Birmingham and then Vegas later the next year. So I was able to get like six amateur fights in a year, you know, whereas obviously it's so easy for the guys to go out and do that every other weekend if they want to and they should be doing that. Whereas I had to like, you know, raise money to go away and fight. And it was always a fighting that was the most important was getting the experience and getting those, getting time in the cage. And then Kind of, just, I don't know, I just, I think I was offered it to, to either side with Bama or Cage Wars after I went and won that. So it wasn't like, 
I, you know, I, I had those credentials as an amateur to, to be approached by the bigger shows, if you know what I mean. It wasn't like I was just some, like, uh, you know, not, well, not, well, not that anybody, but just, like, I, I had the kind of fighting experience that they wanted to, to have me on their show. And I think you're, you definitely, the fights and your, and your record it should be more important than, like, managers or um, anything like, like, who knows who or anything like that. And the opportunities as well, like as you, Sean, are, are there. And you know, if if you're uh, if you're in a place to get them, you will get them. Uh, on the IMAFs as well. Obviously, you know, we had the big tournament there only only last week or, or two weeks ago. Are, uh, do you look back on that fondly? And is that something? Let's say if you're you know training people or people in your gym coming up as an amateur, is that something you would tell people to do or tell people to avoid? It seems like everyone it's getting way more popular now, and people are, are really enjoying it. Yeah, you know, like I look back at IMAFs like the best, some of the best times in my life. I, do you, I remember like as the amateur I was fighting, it was in the year they had it in Las Vegas and it was part of the UFC 200 Expo and we, we, we were able to go to like the UFC 200 weigh-ins and um, all the fighters were, you know, around the cages and Chris Weidman like at the actual event. So, so the year we had it, we were really fortunate to, that it was in that kind of the buzz of, of Vegas and fight week and we were, you know, down, around the different gyms in Vegas. Um, and the level even back then, I remember watching some of the guys and girls and being like, wow, like the amateurs are so, like, so, so talented. And they're there. They've paid to be there. They're just animals. Like, they, they, they're not getting paid. They're not getting really much promotion unless they're winning and putting on good performances. So, you know, definitely the experience is priceless. And the fact that you're that and those fighters as well, I don't know if people who talk about it, are getting up and making weight every day. They, they can't. They don't just make weight once they have like i had to make weight every single day and then so you're getting up at like five or six to do baths to make weight and then go and, and fight and it's just it's like definitely like a i would say the toughest tournament in the world it's like definitely yeah it's, it's definitely a good way of, especially for as you know as you said female fighters as well it's tough to get fights and to get you know maybe to, exactly. maybe to get trained in the space of a couple of weeks is maybe a godsend Speaking about the weight got there, you put something up uh, uh, recently on Instagram saying this was the week I almost died with the with the weight cut coming up to the last one. How how rough was that for you? Was that coming up to the fight in Dublin, or which fight was it? And, and can you tell us about that a little bit? Um, that you know, it was it was when I was coming back off shoulder surgery. Oh yeah, and I was fighting in America in Connecticut, and I was just so like I, I like looking back, I don't know how. I, I literally was thinking this the other day, I don't know how I had the balls to walk in the cage after what happened to me that week and then fight. I, never mind win that fight. I was like, um, I, I really wanted to fight, but I had this shoulder surgery and then I had COVID really bad in January and I was meant to fight on the you Romero, UL and Anthony Johnson card in April. And then I put my collarbone and my, my SC joint. Um, and then, so they put, put it back four weeks. So like I was in no like real physical shape to fight anyway because I was I was so had been so ill from the, from the surgery, like it was major major shoulder surgery. Like the, my surgeon said, my shoulder was like that as someone twice my age. You know, it was it was out of place. It was it was like so much wrong with it. And it took a lot of time to recover. And then I had to pop my SC joint, then done my knee in. Then fight week, we didn't know whether my corner team could come to to um, America. Like there was just so much surrounding it and. Then never mind the actual fight week and what happens in the wake up and stuff. It's just everything that could have went wrong went wrong. But, you know, it just gives testament to blaming myself because I just was like, well, if I think get through those cage doors, I'll be able to fight. Hey, <laughs> but, uh, but then 
I'll definitely not. I'll definitely take better care of myself and not just like I, I always in my head say, no matter what what situation or how you're feeling, there, there's an opportunity to win. There will always be an opportunity to win. You have to believe that, no matter who you're up against or what, where you're fighting or what's happened. But that time in particular was. Um, I definitely wasn't looking after myself. <laughs> <laughs> with the £145 pound weight class, though, like it's it's a tough one because at least, you know, some people, when at, I suppose you on the way up, you were probably thinking, how am I going to get down to 135 because that was kind of the only show in town for a good while. But now, thankfully, Bellator especially have a good £145 pound weight class. Is that, will you be able to keep going? I know you're, you're still young and you're, you know, when you get older, everyone naturally, fighters especially, go up in <laughs> weight classes. It's not really an option unless you go to PFL to do that. Is 145 something you're going to be able to do kind of long term and keep doing? Yeah, yeah, no, 145, like, it's, it's, I'm a big girl, a big frame of mm. training my life. You know, it's, it's hard and it's, it's very, it is, it is tough to get down to. But I, I thought in Cage Wars, like 135, I did, I fought in Battle of Pharaoh, who's in the UFC now, 135. So I know I can get down and I, I would love to maybe go to 135 again someday, but. I definitely, uh, yeah, 1.5 is good for me. You spoke there as well about your uh, your corner team coming over. And, you know, we, everyone kind of knows for the last one, you, you were back with Team Torres and you had know, all those in your corner. And obviously, you know, Owen Roddy you had been in your corner before. Is, you know, are you still training in both gyms or is it all Team Torres? Or what's the, what was the situation there? Yeah, it was just d- during the pandemic, obviously, I, um, you know, there was a lot of, like the gyms were closed and the gyms were open one week they were open one week and they were closed there was different rules up here there was different rules down there I had I, I'm in the middle of this so I was recovering from shoulder surgery and I had Isabella on my, on my own trying to homeschool so a, a lot of it was but when I, when I went into that last fight sorry in May in Connecticut with Janae Harding I knew things weren't right I was I was so pushed physically and mentally from doing like four drives, looking after Isabella, like coming back, trying to do sessions at night time. Like physically, it was taking its toll on me. I was totally burnt out, like like in every way. And and Seb actually called me in and was like, he's, he's always been my coach. He's always been my, um, like a really good mentor to me and very helpful in my life. And he, he said, you know, you're, you can't keep doing what you're doing. You're just, you are doing too much. You're doing everything. You're, you're tr- training way too much. And, you're putting so much stress on yourself. If you keep doing this, you're gonna ruin everything. And kind of sat down and had a chat with him and just thought, you know what, I think like it's definitely the right decision to make to start doing more training back home because I'm getting a lot more math time rather than four hours on the roads. I'm getting two hours extra on the maths a day, a day you know, but obviously I, I was down with a boy. I'm, Scott Harvey from Charleston is gonna be in my corner. Um, Ryan Carson, my best friends, like Dave Fogarty, all the guys in there, and even Owen is, is such has been so amazing to me. So it, it was really for my own, um, for, to, to, for me to peak, I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. I was just going to flatline or just burn out. So I had to change something. Um, and it just seemed to be the right kind of time to do it. You know, I've learned so much from, from Owen. I'll, I'll definitely be back down and stuff, but just the, the main kind of training is with Seb with him in it. Yeah, that's uh, I saw I, I, a lot of people kind of asking that I suppose because of obviously the connection between you know SPG Charlestown on Roddy's gym and SPG HQ where obviously Sinead Kavanagh your next opponent uh, is going to be uh, training out of and I know you've you've trained together in the past uh, a little bit H- how much actually have you trained together was, was it a case of like you were training week in week out or was it just the odd time or what way was it um 
It was it was for that cage. We're just about to talk about it. I asked Sinead if she'd come over and help me spar to get some because I know she was she's a good striker. I was finding a good striker and she'd help come over and help me. Um I can't even remember how many times to go through times and we've done a bit of grappling together and at different times. You know, we've but like it's like most of people in Ireland we all, you know, cross train and train together and you know, she she really helped me out in that camp and I really respect her and I did her corner in Israel, you know, I, I um whenever we were at tour before and I was so happy to see her do so well and I've always supported her. So like there's no there's no issue between me and her and there never will be and I, I think so much of Sinead and I think it's an honour that we're we are where we are and we're getting to do this and, and it's just yeah, I think it's gonna be a, a great night for everybody. Like, it's not that positive. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. It was weird because both of you kind of said, oh, we, we always expected this to happen. And I was like, I never expected it to happen. I, I was just, it came for me completely out of the blue. Um, was it something like, even maybe not from that time when you were training before your cage race fight, but the fact when, say, the Bellator rankings even came out maybe, what was it, a year, 18 months ago, and you both quickly were towards the top of the rankings. For you, was from that point, kind of, was it a fight that you thought was inevitable, even though, you know, we we rarely see an Irish versus Irish fight, and we've never seen it at this level with two ranked people? Yeah, no, no to be honest, it was a bit of a surprise whenever Beltra asked me. Mm-hmm. And, and more so, I, I would only have, I would have said before, I would only ever really fought she needed for the title, but if you look at the division, there, there's not that many, you know, top girls, and she needs one of the, the top in the division. Um, and obviously, because of my win streak, I'm I'm ranked high as well, um, and logistically, you know, we're in the we're still in the middle of a pandemic. It's not like we can just jump from one country to the next. There's risks of flying American fighters over here or the team are vaccinated. Do you know, like I just thought logistically, it's going to be the safest fight to have because we're both going to shut and fight and get paid a lot of money. So and we both like I wanted to fight on this date and just thought, um, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely think it's the maybe the shocking fight of the of the week, but also the one that I think everyone is looking forward to. You know, I think like the the comment of everyone's always obviously going to be looking forward to Peter Queeley fighting, but the Ken Musa fight is not. You know, I think a lot of people hope for maybe a Benson Henderson or a, you know a Primus or someone like that after he just fought for the title. But the, you know, it'd still be a good fight. And in the main event, you know, no Irish people in it. So the, your your fight, I feel like is is the big fight that everyone's looking forward to. And I I think uh, I think I speak for everyone in Ireland when when I say we are looking forward. The, the matchup though like everyone's kind of talking about it you know you just got your black belt you're the grappler she's you know and an, what is it a five time national Irish boxing champion striker versus grappler you know as someone who's kind of trained with her and you know she's trained with you as well do you think it's going to be that like is this a case of if it's on the feet she's going to win if it's on the ground you're going to win or do you think like you can beat her on the, on the feet as well if it stays there and maybe how, how good do you think she is on the ground as well uh, uh, you know I suppose with that no, it's, it's so hard. Like, I, I never like talk about what's going to happen in fights because it's like, who who knows? You know, one shot can change a fight or you can go out and I don't know. But I do think, yeah, definitely a striker versus grappler. And but she needs, like, she's no slouch in the ground either. I've trained with her, grappled with her. She's, she's one of the people when you're, when you're on, the, on the round or you're doing, you're doing, on the match, you're doing rounds you know they're given 100%. Like, they don't turn up to get half-assed training sessions, and that's people I love. I love people like Sinead, and, and I think she, like, she really is a true fighter, and everything about her is so, is so real, and, like, she'll give 100%, and, and I 
I think you know you can say that I always do, and I, like we both will will leave everything in there. Hundred percent. I think it's great. Like I remember a time when we were talking about uh, Norman Park versus Paul Redman, and a lot of people in the Irish scene were like, "No, we don't want that fight." And I was like, "Why? They're two very good fighters. It's a good matchup." And I remember saying at the time that, like, when people are happy to see those matchups, Irish MMA will have come a long way. And I think we've come yeah. a long way now. You know, between <laughs> the everyone seems to be a, a bit shocked. You know, we were all a bit shocked, but I think everyone's a little bit happy, uh, very happy to, to see us. So I'm looking forward to a couple of things before before I let you go. And I really appreciate the time. Um, I remember the the last time maybe we spoke in person. I think was that roast and hot day above in above in Dublin when you had the big woolly coat on. You're like, why am I wearing this coat? It's it's like forty degrees. I remember you said a great line that day. You said about like your idols becoming your rivals. Talking about Chris Cyborg and um, mm-hmm. if you win this fight, you're like there's a great argument maybe cats getting the next shot but then you're you're in line after that and i remember you said at the time i'm i'm a long way away from that you know i'm, I'm a good few years away right now if you win this fight do you think you're ready for cyborg like would you be happy in your next fight going for a title shot or do you still think you need a little bit more um there's never the right time for anything there's never the right time for and if i'm given an opportunity i will always take it and always go and give it 100 percent. and like i say like everybody's beatable, no human is limited and other people's opinions aren't my ceiling so I know you know, anything is possible and I, I know that I it is in my future to be a, to be a world champion I just I just know it and I feel like if I don't know who else you know obviously there's a couple of girls above me but I feel like it's the only fight that makes sense you know if I get passionate I'm on a seven fight win streak there's nowhere, no one else for, for cyborg to fight so you know if not me who and if not now when it's just i have to just jump and take every opportunity i can and is that a fight like you'll be confident like it's not easy to be confident against against cyborg you know going into it is it a fight you think you can go in there and you can win right now i think i believe i can beat anyone i believe anyone's beatable and i have that in me i have been the dark places before in the in the cage and i you know it brings brings like the best i mean it brings me do you know i've so much experience in, in competing and fighting and it's only I'm only starting to get comfortable in there I'm only starting to show a little bit you know my, kind of my um of, of what I can do everybody says like you go in and you show five percent of what you do in the gym and it's I've always said you know I've since my professional debut I've had to be on big massive cards big fight nights like main card main events so it's it's not like I was like one of the guys that could have maybe 10, 10 fights professionally and develop their skill set, whereas I've kind of just been like thrown into the fire every time. So cyber would be no different. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, you know, I, I think everyone has a feeling whether you know this fight goes well or doesn't. I feel like in down the line that fight is is destined to happen at some stage, and uh, you know, it'll be a. But if I'm if I'm to win the the Belgian world title, like the only person I would really want to win it off is Cyborg. She's yeah. the greatest of all time. She's the most accomplished female fighter ever, and and that would be my history, my legacy. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, that's I, I, you're building me up for it anyway. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Leah, I, I really appreciate the time. Thanks very much. Uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks above there. And uh, I think uh, I think everyone's looking forward to the fight, as I said, the People's Man event. And uh, it should be a fun one. Thanks again for the time, Leah. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye.